Go here, there, and everywhere with Jeff Blair. Subscribe to podcasts of The Jeff Blair Show at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher, Sportsnet 590 The Fan, on demand. Going in for the shot, and shot, he scores! Set for the Stanley Cup playoffs. John Tavares with a hat trick. This is the Leafs Morning Skate. Mitch Marner snaps it home on Sportsnet 590, the fan. All right, it is indeed Leafs Morning Skate ahead of game three of the Leafs series against the Boston Bruins. It'll be tonight at Scotiabank Arena. Sean Mathias and Anthony Stewart joining me. Mr. Stewart wearing his green pants in honor of, uh, you said, Tiger Woods? Yes, the Tiger Woods green pants. Either that or Legend of Zelda pants, but congratulations, <laughs> Tiger Woods. First major in how many years? 11 years? Long time. Yeah, so good for him. 97 uh, since he won the Masters, so yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, it's amazing seeing uh, him share the moment with his family and do you think it's amazing seeing all the him uh, silence all the haters so i didn't go back that far back in the archives but i'm pretty sure you said there's no way tigers winning another major are you on that boat i would never have talked golf i don't i'm not a big golf fan and i do like tiger i i will watch tiger i didn't yesterday because i was working at the Mm -hmm. jays game but i will watch tiger did you think he could win another major no well, he's three away from Nicholas now, right? And I'm convinced now that he will win another. I could see him win another major this year. It just seems like it. He's back, baby. Because he's playing on a lot of courses. The The majors are on a lot of courses that he likes, right? Yeah, I was I watching. Mean, he likes most courses. I was watching but. with my father-in-law, and he's like, oh, he looks he looks really fit. <laughs> so he looks like he's in shape. He looks like he's ready to go. So it was amazing. It's just amazing. Uh, even if you're not a golf fan, just, you know, it's a great sports moment in history. You Seeing it's an ultimate comeback story. A guy that uh, hit rock bottom, battled his way back through injuries, personal trials and tribulations, and come back and win a major. And you know what I do like about Tiger Woods, too? And you guys would get this because you guys both both played sports. There's no point in winning and not looking like you enjoy the moment, you know? And I love, the one thing I like about Tiger is Tiger celebrates. Yeah. That, he always has, and that's great because the hell's the point otherwise? Oh, he was fired up yesterday. It was awesome seeing him hug his son and then them do the video tribute of back then when he was hugging his dad. It makes me think of simpler times. Like I remember watching that at my grandpa's house and uh, just enjoying it with my whole family. So it's uh, And then yesterday I'm watching it with my wife and my dog. So it's, it's just, like you said before, it's iconic, and uh, that was amazing. Do you see him chewing that gum? Eyes. Is that his new superstition? Like that's... He's just chilling. He's just relaxed. Yeah, I'm going to start chewing, gu- <laughs> chewing gum on the air. <laughs> Yeah, a lot he of people chew gum when composed. they sing, you know. Do you they? Know a lot of people. Not on American Idol. They make you spit John, it out. John Lennon used to chew really? gum. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix would be working gum all the time. Same That's, with Dylan. Uh, yeah, his job was going. Don't they tell you? We were trained when they tell you to do media and never take your gum out of your mouth. Don't they tell you that? Well, sometimes musicians keep it in because it keeps like the saliva and stuff and keeps their, the moist and stuff. It's like Hockey players can do an interview with a chew, a chew and not uh, chewing gum. Or play with it if you're Carlson. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. But he plays with his chew. You never seen that? You've never seen Carl like the clips what? of Carlson like playing around with his chew. That's a bad, uh, bad reference for the kids. Yeah, stay well, away so from chewing tobacco. Get, you're supposed to get fined too if you do interviews or anything. Do you like, know they that? Get mad at you. The they urge Carlson. you not to chew. And you know how they do it in junior? You have to go. They make you put like a half a tin in your mouth. And oh. go sit in a movie theater, and it actually makes you sick. So they actually, when you first start chew, okay, it's that's... actually supposed to be a deterrent. So they make sure that the first time you do it, it's such a bad experience. You either got to go in the hot tub or you got to do it uh, late at night. So it's a deterrent to actually make sure you never chew again. So I was a guy that 
you know, had a, such a bad experience the first time. I never touched chewing tobacco. Again. Who made you do that? I'm not going to name them. I'm not going to. But it's not a coach or anything. Those no, it wasn't a coach. It was one of the players. Yeah. That's nice. Kingston back in the 90s. Like going, oh, don't do this. But yeah. he shouldn't. It's a terrible habit. Stay don't away, do kids. I just can't. I can't imagine playing hockey, chewing tobacco, <laughs> getting whacked in the back and swallowing. Just, and yeah, they yeah. have that Swedish snuff, too, where they just pack it up top. And, uh. <laughs> I'm learning all sorts of stuff about hockey. Swedish snuff. Yeah, what a segue. It does. Uh, it is a segue. Uh, I'm trying to find a segue for Nazem Kadri out of Swedish snuff, but it's just not It's not working for me. Um, oh, you, look, hey, you guys, we talked about this off air. You've both been out in the ice. You've both been pissed off at somebody. You probably had a chance to whack a guy, take him out, headshot, whatever. Uh, Sean, I'll ask you, you're watching that. Um, what was your reaction when you saw Nazem Kadri? Uh, well, we were just talking about Tiger Woods, how calm and composed he looks. That's a champion. Then you see Kadri just lose all composure, see red and go right at uh, DeBrusque and throw a cheap shot. I mean, that knee was pretty bad. And obviously the hit on Marlowe, he's going over there. But I think he was obviously... Re- he was pissed off about the the hit on the knee to knee, but you got to keep your composure. It's the playoffs. You got to do everything for your teammates here. You can't take a dumb penalty and uh, cost your team uh, time shorthanded or goals. And now there's going to be a suspension. I would I would assume, right? Yeah, yeah I, I think, think there I, has to be four or five seems to be the conventional wisdom. You think it's yeah, going to be that I many? say three max, maybe. But, but again, he's a repeat offender. Yeah, it's he, it's tough. It's tough. And we got know, three last year. We got right? three last year. Yeah. So. And this just shows when you don't have a guy who's that's the role to do it, to play that physical role, to 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 be a, a hard to play against player. You get instances like this where guys, you know, they have to feel like they have to step up and mm-hmm. be the guy to play that physical well, role. And if you're not up. used to it, this is what happens, right? Yeah. You know, you, you, you just see, mad about a hit on himself. You know, you he see, selfish. you know, Vander Kane last night. He's a guy that you know he plays tough. You know, that's his role. He knows how to do it. You know, he steps up and fights Ryan Reeves, who's the heavyweight champ of the league. So, you know, I, I would hate to see, you know, Vegas in a playoff round against the Leafs because they had run them right out of the building. Okay, so but, the but, thing is, that's not the Leafs' makeup. So they can't engage in that right. physical battle. So they, what, what what should their game plan be? Well, I would say but, hit the deck, dive, wait for the calls, and use your but, uh, but power let me, play. Let me ask you this because, Sean, you're you bringing this up as well. What's the difference between being selfish and standing up for your teammate? Well, I think he was. Like, not, I don't think he was standing up for his teammate. I think he was mad about okay. the knee on knee. Yeah. Well, it's a fine line. It's selfish when you get a penalty, but if he did that and you know he cross checked him in the arm and you know he ended up fighting, he's a hero. So that's oh, thing. It's a, a fine is. line in playoffs. It's even finer where you know you, you hit a little what, too high. You know you take a, a penalty at the wrong time. It really costs your team. So I think the microscope's on him now because it's you know it's <laughs> mm-hmm. a second time in two years, but. When it's not your role and you got to step in and try to do, you know, do something you're not accustomed to, instances like this happen. Well, he's mad he got hit and then he went and took it into his own hands. You can't be doing that in the playoffs and now taking it. If you want to fight, go for it. If yeah. you want to go challenge the guy, drop your mitts and fight, you're not going to get suspended. And doesn't, Even that send an instigator. More, doesn't that send more of a mess? If I want to send a message, doesn't me going up to a guy, dropping the gloves, and challenging him to a fight, is that tough going up to someone who's not well, expecting Well, in junior, I had a guy said, if you touch me again, I'm going to cross check you in the teeth. And I touched him again, and he cross-checked me in teeth. I never touched that guy <laughs> after I fought him. I was sure to make sure that I respected a guy that told me to stay away. So maybe he was just trying to set the tone where, hey, you know what, mm-hmm. DeBrus, stay away from me. Don't come around me, or you're going you know, to get this lumber. But again, did he mean to do it? I'm not sure. But it's that fine line in playoffs. The game is so fast, but the microscope's already on him. You know, he's going to you know, pay the piper, as they would say. Did you have a problem with the way that game was refereed, Sean? I mean, uh, or not refereed in the case. Did you have a problem with 
Well, we said for the last couple of weeks leading up to playoffs, so they are going to put their whistles away more. It's not going to be as called as tightly as it is earlier in the season. Even later in the season, you see it, the whistles go down a little bit. But, I mean, if you're going to be cross-checking a guy in the head, you're going to get you're going to get suspended. You're going to get a penalty. I mean, it goes back to being selfish. You can't take things in your own hands. You have you have to sometimes bite the bullet. You got to take one for the team. It's no different than blocking a shot for your teammates. Sometimes you got to take that dirty hit and just keep moving forward for the betterment of your teammates. But sometimes the message has to come from the coach. And you know, if I'm the Leafs, this is not our game. We shouldn't be engaging in this. You know, the sidebar stuff. So if you know, it, well, it's not bettering the team. <laughs> but if I'm, you know, if I'm Boston, if I'm Toronto, I'm just letting Boston, you know, run around for that first period, let them uh, run out of gas, and then they'll get back to playing hockey. But the problem was they were trying to hit back the whole entire period, and they ended up tiring themselves out where they were down, you know, three one before the game even, you know, was. Well, they definitely had a lot more hits. If you look at the hit column, yeah. everyone's got a couple. So, but that's also playoff hockey. You want your team to be engaged physically and showing some emotion. That's a lot more hits than we've seen in many, many. Uh, but it, let's use the analogy, games. Boston's the big brother, and yeah, Toronto's a little brother. Physical your big playoffs. brother's beating you up, and what are you, what are you really going to do when you're trying to fight back and hit your brother and really try to – your brother's going to be sitting there laughing at you. Well, you not, do you think you shouldn't show any emotion and not fiz, uh, finish any of your checks then? No, you go and you tell mom, and you get him in trouble. So, so that's the analogy gonna, of that is you, you let them beat you up, yeah, you but, let them get the penalties, but what if you mom's play hard. They're, they're not getting the penalties. Listening. Well, then you got to really sell it. You got to sell it. You really got to go so to you mom. you want them to dive. Why, well, you got to start getting calls. You know, the power play Babcock's is there. a big believer the, not to, uh, well, he doesn't you like You got to do something. Divers. You can't just sit there and, and. So you don't want them to hit and you don't want them to dive. What do you, you want them to tell the ref that the Boston Bruins they are being gotta too physical exaggerate, for them? exaggerate the contact a little bit more. Well, and I heard, uh, you know, Grape say, well, you know, you can't be diving and it's waiting for calls. Hockey. You got to be physical. But they, they're so, not built. So game one, how did they win? Well, with they their speed. Pretty... Game one, they won with their speed. They won with their finesse. They were uh, blowing the zone, uh, winning, uh, you know, 10-foot uh, well, foot races. Well, in four hits last game and leading up to playoffs, he was having six, five-hit hit games. You know what I mean? They're not going to win game three playing like they did game two. They cannot engage well, in that battle. Trevor they got to turn the other cheek. So I'm not – trust me, if, if, if Devo was sitting here, Devo would throw me over the top ropes, me saying that. But for this playoff series, they cannot – fall into the Boston Bruins trap and playing that style of game. Absolutely well, they have not. to be physical. If someone's coming at you, you got to come at them too in a smart way. And the smart way is not cross-checking him in the head. I mean, you have uh, Moore with five hits. I mean, he's playing uh, not a lot of minutes, but he's playing hard. You got to have those guys on those bottom lines hitting every single t- chance they have. You got to have guys like Muzzin finishing But you see a guy like Gauthier trying to get involved physically. What does he, he should. do? He's he retaliates. Huge. He takes a dumb penalty. But and now the fourth line, you know, one of the few shifts you get... You're now in the penalty box. So, but, but that's his role. He's a fourth line guy. He needs to provide but energy. But not on this Six team. This four. team, you gotta skate, skate, he can't skate. skate as well. You as gotta a guy win like the Moore. foot battles. You gotta win that finesse. You have to. You saw it in game one. But you have to be what you are. He's not all of a sudden going to turn into a great skater like Moore. Mm-hmm. Moore's finishing his checks. Gauthier's six foot four. He gets in front of the net. He's got to be hard on the forecheck, win his draws, be good in his own end, block shots, and get off the ice. So maybe the X Provide factor energy. tonight is is Tyler Ennis. Is he back well, in? Is he drawing back in, as they well, say? Well, we uh, operating under the assumption that Kadri gets suspended, you would think that William Nylander would be moved to center. Yeah. Um, and you would think Tyler Ennis, I mean, that would be the logical. Yeah. Uh, you look at Nylander, he's got three giveaways but last ima- game. And, then and, and no again, I, it, it pains me to say that. It pains me to say that I'm a guy that had to play heavy, but you have to adapt. And game one to game two is two different Toronto Maple Leaf teams. And they have to get back to that 
high-flying, uh, blowing the zone, getting to the net, drawing penalties to really have a chance. Well, That's hard me, work, though. That's going that harder they, than that, moving your feet. It looked to me that they tar- they were targeting Nazem Kadri going into the game. Well, because they know. They know. And this they know the his emotions. Push. Yeah, yeah. Push. You could go at Marshawn like that, too. Marshawn's a type of guy that will get emotional because that's as well. Marsh- uh, but Marshawn now, over the years now, with that playoff experience, he knows when to turn it on and turn it off. Well, Nash should too. Look at last season; he took three games away from yeah. playing the playoffs, but he hasn't learned his lesson yet, and he's been in the league for a long time. Yeah, I'm not trying to hate on. I love how Nash plays. He's a competitor. He's he's hard to play against, but you have to be composed in the playoffs. You have to take that hit every now and then because it's the better your team in the regular. Remember it for next season. Take the number. Get them back next season if that's the way you have to do it. Right now, it's all about the team. To play, You have to play physical. I don't think you can be the Boston Bruins. They're not the Boston Bruins. They're yeah. not as big and strong as them. Yeah. But you still have to be physical. You still yeah. have to play hard. But just imagine now back. if this team had a, a Ryan Reeves or a Evander Kane or even a Wayne yeah, but Simmons. That, but they that, don't. But they don't. But and they don't. And, and if you push so them so into my point is, that's not your game. So if that's not but, your game, you got to totally, you know, Find a way to not get drawn into that but trap. But you knew the Boston Bruins were going to be physical. You knew they were going to try and push the Maple Leafs into a corner. They got to have some bite back. Yeah. They got to come forward. They can't just keep pushing back, pushing back, and think they're going to be successful. Look at the third period in game one. Boston was all over them. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of passes going to the net that they just weren't tapping in. I mean, Anderson played well, and the team got the win, and that's huge. Now they have home ice, so there is a lot of positives in this series. They've took away home ice from Boston. There's This is a huge game tonight. But you have to have some bite back. You can't just say, oh, we're not going to play physical. We're not going to push forward. You have to be composed and keep playing hard for your teammates. And, and when you they have to take, they have head, to take that rope approach. They got to just sit back, let Boston punch themselves out, once they get tired, Allie. then you get back. Yes. Yeah. So okay. that's what I'm saying. Sit back like Rocky three when, you know, Drago beat the crap out of Rocky the first couple rounds. And then near the end, what is, you he know, pushed back. he pushed back. But you can't I, come out the first round, that first period. It was like gangbusters. They were trying to, you know, the Leafs were getting run all over the ice. And then what happens? It goes to Toronto well. got, they got frustrated. Goche took the penalty. They were taking dumb penalties. They were, they were shell-shocked. Mm. So they, you know, they... Should have just, you know, sat back a bit, tried to get out of those first 10 minutes. But Boston set the tone for that game and the rest of the series. You know, it, Sean, you mentioned this. And, and it's something that I, I mean, I had to remind myself when I got up this morning that they, in fact, split the series. Because you, you, you do some reading and listening, listen in some places. It almost made it sound as if the lease are down 2 nothing coming out of there. I thought on balance, you know, what, what did we say? Going into this series, Freddie Anderson has to outplay Tuka Rask. I think he has through two games. On balance, he's been the better goaltender. Jake Muzzin, you know, God love him, still capable of making brutal mistakes. But minus three last game. There, but you know what? Through two games, they're winning the body count. If you want to look at it that way, Tori Krug. If Tori Krug isn't isn't able to contribute full time the rest of the series, that's a huge loss for Boston. Who knows what? You know, Jake DeBrusque's status is going to be. Now, they are getting Sean Corrales back, I think, game four, so that might make a difference. But, I, you know, there's there's some good things. That, and, and you know, I, I kind of hang my hat on the fact that game one was probably the best game the Leafs have played in a couple of months. I mean, everybody contributed. And the Cadre stuff, yeah, it, it bothers me, of course. But, you know, I was more concerned at, with, the, with the disappearance of Tavares and... and and Matthews in game two than I than I was of what Nazem Kadri did. I also think, quite frankly, 
I wouldn't be surprised if William Nylander has a real good series from this point on if they stick him at center because I still think he's more engaged as a center than he is as a winger. I think he feels he's more part of the play. I don't know how you guys view it. I think his game is suited to being a center. Yeah, I actually think he's having a pretty good series other than the pizza he threw <laughs> on the third goal. And I think now that he is center, you know, he's going to be involved with the play, whereas he's on the wing, he's sort of waiting for the puck. So yeah. now that you're center, you get, you know, you, you get to cross over lanes, you get to touch the puck a little bit more, and he looks like he has his legs. You know, remember the mm-hmm. first couple games this season, he looked like he couldn't even wait to get off the ice. He has that speed. He has those legs where he's, uh, you know, he, he's driving, pushing the pace. So I think for the most part, he's he's been really effective other than, you know, the, the, the before-mentioned yeah. pizzas. And I'm looking for him to have a really big, uh, you know, a really big game three. But, you know, we're talking about Tavares and Matthews. It's it's tough. It's tough to produce, and it's tough to produce in the playoffs. So, you know, it's, you know, it, it's just... If you're a scorer, it, yeah. especially in the first round, it's yeah. remarkable how many times in the first round your big scores don't yeah. score. It takes a while to get used to the pace, and that's where you really need those third and fourth lines being heavy and wearing down the opposition because that's when the skill guys now come in you know, near the end and score those big goals. But again, look for them to have a big, a big game three because they need them. You know, you can't come down now. Uh, you know, I think they have to win both games. You yeah, know, the next two absolutely. games to have a chance. So absolutely. And um, but as I said again, you know, one one split with the Bruins. The problem is that game two was just so awful for a lot of Leafs fans. It's but we were planning the cup parade after. Well, it's going to be a long. We're planning it's... the cup parade after game one. Now we're all in panic mode, and you got to have that even keel because there's going to be what... ups and downs. And you know what? The well, worst it's going to be a long is... series. You can't be in panic mode. Yeah. It's it's going to. You we can't t- expect we, to be. We said it's going to go straight. six or seven. It's probably well, going to go Leafs seven games. Seven. Yeah. I had Leafs in seven, so they got the home ice. So now they just got to win at home. But you know what the problem is too? You know that there's a large segment of the fan base looking at this and going, "If Tampa goes out four to Columbus." Like, you know, what was the big, the, one of the talking points going in this series? Well, it's so unfair because even if you beat Boston, you've got to face Tampa. Like, this is, the road is open for for the Leafs right now, if uh, operating under the assumption that, that, that Tampa goes out. And yeah. I still don't know what the hell, I don't know how you saw this coming. That's hockey. That's, that's hockey. <laughs> I, I, I just mentioned the fact that it, it's when you go through zero adversity, and we mentioned, okay, Vasilevsky got hurt, but when everything just goes so smoothly, you know, you don't really have injuries, everyone's firing on all mm-hmm. cylinders, you know, the power plays rolling around like the, the globe trotters, and all systems are firing. Through 82 games, you, you got to come back down to earth eventually. Yeah. And I mentioned, you know, if they run into Columbus, Columbus plays a heavy game. They got Atkinson, they got Anderson, they got Felino. Those guys are built for playoff hockey, Atkinson. especially Atkinson is terrific, especially with terrific. Uh, you know Tortorella's system. Yeah. This is what happens. So did I? I predicted the win. Did I think it was going to be a sweep? Maybe, <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. They're looking like geniuses now. Yeah, going but the deadline, again, that's eh? just being there. That's how it is. You know, a lot of these teams are built for playoffs. A lot of them aren't. And if you're when you don't Bob go Rossi. through adversity, that's one of the you know that's one of the factors and keys to winning a Stanley Cup is going through that adversity and battling through. Look at look at St. Louis. They're last place in January. They call up their goalie Bennington. He comes in, lights out, plays well. So they went through that adversity being last. Now they're running. And that's why they're winning their series. Are they winning still, or what is it, 2-1? 2-1, they're still winning. They lost yeah. last night. So you need that adversity. So that was where Bennington my quote-unquote prediction came through was Tampa didn't go through any adversity through the season. Yeah. 
and John Cooper, what's what's he going to do? What's well, he talking about? But, and, but, no, but, he's no, going to do something. He's going to throw have, a chair. He's going to throw a stick. He's just like, well, well, we'll talk at, about it after the series if uh, we expected this or not. What, what, do take, take a severe coffee, Stu. <laughs> You're going this morning. But if you look at, like, to your point, look at Columbus. I mean, they fought right to the very end, but they went for it at the deadline. Yeah. They you're going to lose Bob Roski and you're going to lose Panarin at, at uh, um, July 1st. Yeah. Go for it. And that's what they did. And they got a coach that's fired up and believes every team he coaches, they can win with uh, his philosophies and what whatnot. And uh, yeah, they're, they were in a different mindset down the stretch. Tampa yeah. was probably cruising. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I, and I think also, you know, this has to be said, and I'm not going to make excuses for Tampa, but we're realizing just how important a healthy Victor Hedman is to that team with all they have. Yeah. We're yeah. Realizing when you, just when you how get, important they're also a team that can win four straight. So, toe dragged so. by Savard, <laughs> who's got less moves than a guy with a two step, um, something's wrong. <laughs> so when, uh, you know, Hedman's obviously not 100%, um, you know, and with the suspensions, uh, that's the adversity that they're. That, that's happening now, and you don't want to go through that first round of the playoffs against a team that's rolling, right? Mm. So, what have you seen out of uh, through two games in the Leafs Bruins series that surprised you in a positive way, Sean? About the Bruin, about the Leafs, is there any? Well, they anything? went in the first game and they won. I mean, there's lots of positive state there. They they didn't have the greatest uh, finish to the season. I mean, you got to expect a long series here. It's not going to be uh, four straight for the Leafs. It's the emotions are high. The uh, you got to keep composed and keep talking back at that. So I was, I was a little surprised to see Kadri uh, react the way he did. That mm-hmm. definitely shocked me. But looking down the, the at the score sheets here, I mean, seeing all the hits that the team has thrown, that's really surprised me. I didn't think they would play that physical, but it is playoff hockey, and they, they're playing hard. Uh, I think how well, you know, Anderson's playing. You know, I know mm-hmm. he didn't have the best. He actually had a really good game where he could have really got out of hand. So. Yeah. People are calling for him, especially down the stretch, struggling. He's really right the ship now where he's giving them a chance to win looks, every he, single night. He he's totally com- He's making acrobatic saves. Yeah. He's making second, third, fourth opportunity saves. And he's really dialed in. So um, at the end of the series, I think you're going to look at it saying, you know what, Frederick Anderson did his job, whereas last year he was sort of the, you know, the, the goat for uh, you know, them not winning last year. I'm also what? wondering what the minutes will be like in game three well, now that Babcock has uh, home ice advantage. Because if you look at... I mean, I don't see anyone's numbers really jumping out. That was too crazy of minutes the first two games. So it'll be interesting to see what these next two I are like. I haven't seen the minutes. Who, who, how many was Matthews the uh, leader among forwards in game two? Because he wasn't game one, right? I haven't seen the uh, ice time for game. Yeah, two. Matthews was at 20, uh, 2022. Yeah, so he was the leader. Okay, a lot so. less ice time for uh, JT from what he was in the regular season. And that's another thing too. We're talking about playoffs. Guys can be bumps and bruises, so maybe you got to manage their minutes, right? That's maybe fair. there's a you know, someone blocked a shot. Maybe someone's got a little bit of a stinger on their shoulder. So that can, that can uh, you know, affect your minutes. Yeah, and uh, it is important to keep in mind, especially around playoff time, the uh, coaches and the training staff know a hell of a lot more about a guy's situation uh, than we do, and, and they, tend not to be, they tend not to be as uh, forthcoming. Um, Sean Corrali may be back in the lineup for the Bruins in Game 4, and I know Doug McClain talked about this on the starting lineup, and, and Brian Burke alluded to it as well. Um, on 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 Saturday, he comes back in, and now if we operate under the assumption again that that William Nylander is the center, you're going to see Corrali up against him. That's a pretty significant add for the Bruins going in, going late into a series, isn't it? Because he's he can be a handful to play against 
And he's another guy who plays with that sort of that Bruins nastiness. Yeah, he's he's built for playoffs. And he's a guy that can play mean, play nasty, get to the net. And what I don't want now is Nylander trying to get into a, a war of attrition and, you know, try mm-hmm. to match him physically. He's got to use his speed. He's got to use his smarts. He's got to use his elusiveness. Um, and I think, you know, if he wins a couple of those big face-offs, maybe, you know, that can be the difference. There's me. no way they put Marlowe at center, is there? Because that was the other option. I like Nylander. I like when he's got the puck in the neutral zone with on his stick. I mean, he skates well. He, he Like you said to uh, Anthony, that when he's going through the different lanes and stuff, he's dangerous. So I think he's a way better fit than Marlowe would be. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, we will take a break and be back with more Lease Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590, the fan. Subscribe to our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Do not settle. Demand. Demand. Sportsnet 590 The Fan on demand. Now back to Leafs Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Offside. Well, guys, five minutes each for fighting. Or onside. My goodness. Whose side are you on? Hey, get off my back. All right, let's go. All right. Welcome back to uh, Leafs Morning Skate. You know who we really need to hear from regarding the whole situation with Nazem Kadri and Jake DeBrusque? We really need to hear, before we do our offside onside, we need to hear Sean Avery. And uh, we can de- decide whether or not what he says is offside onside. So this is Sean Avery. Uh, Sean Avery took to social media. It looked to me like it was done Sunday because it was out. It was outdoor and uh, looked pretty bright. But this is Sean Avery talking about the uh, Jake DeBrusque and uh, Nazem Kadri. It's time for Austin Matthews to wake game three. He should drop the gloves with DeBrusque and go toe to toe at center ice. Set the tone for the home crowd. Let's go Leafs. Oh, here we go. All you yippity yappity Bruins fans. Oh, what about Kadri's hit? Kadri's hit. The only problem with Kadri's head was that he didn't take the top road to brush teeth out. All right. Well, the offside onside bit is uh, uh, Sean Avery talking about Austin Matthews needing to go out and take on. I'm just, look, I'm just looking at uh, I'm looking at Anthony now as I'm yeah. talking about this. Yeah. Coming uh, from a guy who's going to take to top take row on has been taken out by a player. Uh, offside. Uh, it's not Austin Matthews' job to, you know, drop the gloves. We need him. They need him on the score sheet. Yeah. They need him to have a big game, you know, having two goals and an assist. So um, the team is is not built to play that heavy, physical, you know, crazy game. They got to kill teams on the on the score sheet. And as they mentioned before, their power play is their toughness. They got to start now drawing penalties, getting to the net, and, you know, really, you know, killing teams with their special teams. So offside, just based on the fact that, it's not Austin Matthews' job to do that. And, again, you know, he's already, you know, dealing with a couple shoulder injuries. We don't want him now to be doing that and getting hurt, and then yeah. now he's done for the series. See, yep. I disagree. Like, well, I'm offside on it. Yeah. With, I disagree with Sean Avery. I, I don't think he's uh, <laughs> the guy to go out there and drop the mitts and fight, but I can see what he's saying. If, if a guy like Austin Matthews went out there and fought a DeBrusque, Whose DeBrusque's dad was pretty tough, so he probably does know how to fight. He's in a good idea from Yeah, Matthews. Louis was, I'm yeah, sure they took lessons. I'm sure he knows how to fight, but 
I mean, imagine being the guys on the bench seeing that. I don't think it's Austin Matthews' job. I wouldn't recommend but imagine that to if, him. But if, I can see what Sean Avery's saying. I got one C. But got, that's not even how the fan base is built. You know, you do that the first, you know, the off the puck drop of the first period. Half the, the you know, quarter of the building's not even in their sheets yet. The corporate guys are still not even watching no, the game. I, so I don't think that's really going to get the, the the fans going or even the team because that's not really. When have you seen... Uh, that would know, get me going. I'd be on the bench like, holy crap. Back, Austin just You know, fought. back five, seven, eight, ten years ago. But now with this new right. NHL and how this team is built, it would be, when have you seen that passion? When have you seen after uh, I can see Morgan after Riley a whistle that. guys going in and getting into those face washes and just trying to set the tone? That's not how this team is built. I don't so think Austin's I would stay guy. away from it completely. Yeah. But I could see Morgan Riley doing it. I don't I, think he's going to, but I think he's the type of leader. They need Morgan Riley playing at his 50-point uh you know, regular season pace. That's what they need from him, right? You know, but but this, it is interesting. And it, no, it's, he's offside, although I, I, I might have my, be dragging my skate a bit on this because I do think, and I understand that he, he has shoulder injuries, but you watch Austin Matthews and, and you, I defy either of you to tell me that you don't close your eyes and say, man, if that guy just, he's so big. If he just hits somebody sometime. What was his hits again for the season? Remember we were going 30, through that? 20, yeah. 30? I don't, I don't even know how many it was. But that's not fair. Do you say that when, uh, you know, you're watching Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid? So Sidney Crosby gets involved in a lot of that so stuff. So is McDavid. In so junior, Mc... he broke his hand against okay, the glass, but... but he fought. But look at Crosby, for example. You don't think the guys on that bench see Sidney Crosby fighting? He's wearing the C. He's playing with passion. He's playing hard for his teammates. And we go back to that, you take crap like Kadri did, right? And you go cross-check a guy in the head. Well, what's Sidney done when guys have came at him? He's dropped his but mitts keep and in fought. Mind, Kadri, and I mean, uh, Crosby's Cups. been in the league now for 10 years. He's won a cup. Three Stanley Cups. And this yeah. team now is young. They don't know how to win. They haven't been through this. So it's going to take a couple of these series to actually go through the growing pains to actually... Watch those series with Crosby and Giroux. Yeah. With uh, Philadelphia. The number of times Sidney Crosby got his helmet knocked off, and like, and, and I know that's... That's not necessarily how you how you judge things, but the number of times he got his helmet knocked off and and got involved in in you know face washing and things like that, um, he he will do that. So will Ovechkin. But at so the same time, like in Florida, if you saw you know Booth or Froelich go out and fight, you'd be like, okay, these guys aren't. They even weren't serious. the captains. They weren't the leaders. So. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah, I think it, you know Avery's wrong about fighting. But I don't think he needs to fight either. But some emotion. Just showing some more. I would rather maybe. see him score a hat trick or have a four goal game. That's what I'd rather see. But in a four one loss game, guys are going hard. That's what he's talking about. I disagree with Matthew's fight. I don't think that's the answer, but I can see what he's saying about getting guys going and like what kind of reaction. With every action, there's a reaction, right? If yeah. if a guy takes a shot at your player, like Marlo, mm-hmm. who's an older player, and a guy like Matthews or even a Marner, the guys that you see in the room in the videos, like the guys that are always with uh, Marlo and they come just do something, slash or maybe not take a penalty, but get in his face or something. That's going to get a reaction. But when you're not used to doing that, that's how you have the, the cadre. Well, the so that's worse. To, that's even worse than doing, you of, know, doing nothing is faking it till you make okay. it and just pretending, one you know, the, I'm just going to go do a so courtesy. Why, okay. So they yeah. haven't, so they're faking it. Have they won a cup in the last few years? Have they won a series? Why not try something a little different, show a little bit, Different side. I of want you. to see Game One Maple Leafs. That's all I want to see. Oh, I want to see the high flying. I want to see. Look them. at ga- look at the third period in Game One. Game was already out of hand. Shouldn't they be? Shouldn't it have been the other way around then? I guess the way yeah. I look at it is he, and we talked about this going into the series. 
you're right. I mean, the Leafs are what they are. And it's been, by and large, it's been successful for them. Um, but, you know, we've also talked about, well, they need to play with a bit of an edge. There is nobody on this Leafs team that would that would send a message. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm with... I'm with you guys. You don't want Austin Matthews fighting. But if Austin Matthews just went out and laid somebody out, the message that would send, see, I think he's the only guy in this team capable of doing something like that where you'd go, holy crap. You know, Tavares does it. Eh. Riley does it. Eh. Marner does it. But if Austin Matthews were to go, you'd go, oh, my God. Because that's the, I mean, that's the type of personality he is. He's still... I think he's still the the big personality in this team. He's the guy people want. He's the guy people want to see do that. And, you know, my concern is that uh, it, it, it becomes an issue in this city. And my concern is that if Austin Matthews has a, finishes this series and is, is just kind of okay, He's a guy you're always going to expect more of. He's a guy who's always going to, and, and I don't want him to become a guy who's always going to leave people wanting more. And that's yeah. the thing that concerns me. But I'm There's a guy, I'm a guy, but I'm a guy, he's still in his entry level. So for that's too much pressure. And again, I know he's going to have the big contract. I know he's going to be, but it's not too much you know, the pressure. face of the, it's, it's too much. He was the first overall it's pick. Too much. I remember, make a difference. I remember being in Florida, not even knowing how to write a check or even how to buy a car. And, and, and now the pressure of now, you know, everyone's looking at you to be the man, you know, for the, in the face of the organization, that's a lot of pressure. And, and it's going to take a bunch of years, you know, to really but accept they don't have that. A bunch and thrive. Of years, though. They have five more years and he accepted that when he Sign that big contract. These are questions that need to be answered, and he's going to. I think he's he plays hard. I mean, he's around that net. He does play tough and mean, but does he need to fight? No. But w- imagine seeing a big hit like Jeff said. I mean, if he threw a huge hit on DeBrus tonight, but how did he get hurt I, the one I'm time also, against Winnipeg? He drove the net. He dropped his shoulder. Someone came and ran him. So if he gets involved in that physical play, he's not the most. But uh, that was kind well, of a. You when know, I was a kid uh, watching Leafs Gilmore Nation, if he and gets Wendell hurt, play, he goes and throws a big hit, and he gets hurt and throws his shoulder out. Then the onus is going to be back. Well, the, the Leafs thing, don't have anybody now. Why is Austin Matthews going around doing the big hits? He, that's not his role. So, again, it goes hand in hand. Yeah, but, but you know what, Anthony? If you yeah. look at his injuries, they've come when he wasn't expecting to be hit. Yeah. That hit, was it Truba? Was it yeah. Truba who hit him? Yeah. He wasn't expecting to be hit. Mm-hmm. That and, and I think what, what people are wondering is, yeah, you, again, you guys played, but I'd be willing to bet that most of your injuries came when you weren't expecting to be hit compared to initiating contact. Yeah. Well, it's like fighting. You get knocked out with the punch you don't see, right? Yeah. But, but look t- at his first two games. He has zero points. He has one hit so far. And there's a lot of hits on this Maple Leaf team. How many shots? I don't know. Take a look. <laughs> he did get... He's, he's so that's what it. I'm saying. He's, he's getting, again, it's not like he's doing nothing. He's getting shots. I'm assuming he's probably at seven shots for the series, no? Eight shots. Okay, so he's doing something, right? But... Just Do imagine, and we keep Playoffs. talking about, you know, hypothetically, but if there was a Komarov on this team and a, and a, and a Matt Martin... Do they have them? None of these questions would be surrounding any of these other players, the Kadris, the Matthews, be solely on them. So this team is not built to be physically imposing. It's built to be high-flying, be skilled, be on the power play. So I know it yeah, sounds like a broken record here, but... Wendell Clark said that they had a Sportsnet Q&A thing with Burke and Chris Johnson, and Chris Johnson talks about it today, and Wendell Clark said the exact same thing. Um, he said, I don't, I don't want the Leafs to get into, to start chasing the Bruins around. 
Um, which, you know, a lot of people are going to say that sounds kind of odd coming from Wendell Clark, given the way he played. But I, but I guess what we're, we're saying here is there is, there has to be some element of that to your game if you're going to be a successful team, whether you want to call it sandpaper, grit, or whatever. And, and um, to me, you know, this, this, this series may just reinforce that this team needs some of that commodity and that it's not the finished, it's not the finished product. Um, you know, and, and that's... They're far from the finished product. Like, the blueprint is definitely a couple of years away. I think you see that in the depth, but this is definitely a big concern. They had Leo, they had Martin that you mentioned there, Anthony, and now they don't have those guys, and I think you're right. They are missing those guys, but you are seeing a lot more hits in their in their lineup throughout, but everyone's got to contribute in that as well. It's it's a team that's going to win this game, and it's, it's a hard... Playoffs are going to be hard. It's It's a learning curve, but... What happened last season? They kind of got bullied around last year, didn't they? So these things haven't been. That, that's management. They got They can only have the team. Babcock can only play the team he's given, right? What's, but they got to play that style, right? Like Mighty Ducks three when they're, they're <laughs> went to all they all went to prep school and they're playing the junior varsity versus the varsity. What happens? They play the exhibition game. The varsity runs them out of the building, so they actually play in the finals and. You know, the first period, they're running them again out of the building. What do they do? They go, they change their jerseys, they start playing Mighty Ducks hockey, and they ended up junior varsity beating the varsity team. So Leafs now are coming back. They need to get back to that game one style. And they, they out-hit cannot... them in game one. So you need more jer- different jerseys. They had more hits in game one, the Leafs. My response to that is the league, they hand out how <laughs> hits like candy. So I'd like to see the, the official hit count. I'd like to see the video. Well, I mean, they're in a, a, way, they're in a visiting barn. And they were given more hits than the home team. When you compare the style of game, game one, game two, game two is drastically more physical than game one. Mm. That's a fact. Well, Boston had 44 hits in game two to their 31 in game one. The you, Leafs had, they actually had more hits too. They had 39. You sound like Ziggy two. with the actual stats. I'm talking about the eye test. <laughs> do you think, do you think, do you think, do, how, do, how does Mike Babcock, coach these two games when it comes to taking he, care taking care of Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand. He tells, and, you know what, l- l- let them sleep. Does let he still those do guys the Zaitsev? Does he still still sort of go with the, the Zaitsev uh, pair on, on defense against the top unit? I guess. they <laughs> Zaitsev sort of got walked a couple times and got caught out of position on a couple of those goals there, but... If I'm Babcock, the message is, guys, do not engage. Let them sleep. Let them run around. Let them get tired. Let them take dumb penalties. Do not retaliate. Play well, hard. Play hard between. Two. Play hard. Play hard between the whistles. Skate, skate, skate. Keep blowing the zone. Will he have to tell them before this he game? Has to. No he retaliation. Has to. He has, you like, have to. No retaliation you have to because guys are like. That's a they're hard. They're probably message. gearing up. Oh, we're going to go get Debrus now. We're going to go get him. Hainsey's probably. I'm going to get him. Or you know, Muzzin. I'm going to go kill somebody else tonight. You can't. You got to focus on the task at hand, and that's you know, winning game three. I have you been in a have you been in a dressing room where coaches sort of said, guys, tone it down a bit. I can't imagine telling the NHL players in the playoffs, guys, you got to. Well, when we were playing, when I was in Vancouver playing against Calgary, the league actually stepped in and said, you guys need to settle down. Well, that's because Torts. Trying that to come Torch and grab coach there. Oh, he wasn't. No. Was well, no. that because of that situation or no? No, it's just oh. uh, the, there were so many scrums after the whistle, and guys they just wanted to be cleaned up. That was the league that actually came and had a meeting with each team. And what happened to the next game? Well, we lost in six. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, we'll play, how how do players respond to that? Don't retaliate. Keep your head. Well, you're kind of like we're in playoff hockey right now, and those 
like, are they going to listen? Probably not. Like, you got to step up. Like, they were more concerned about all the stuff happening after the whistle. So there was yeah. always like a scrum and stuff. And but if, if like, it goes back to what we're saying. If you got to bite back, if if you got a guy in that series like Furlan coming and grabbing your guys, you got to go back at him. You can't mm-hmm. just keep backing up and think, oh, so, and like you were saying, tell on your mom. Are you going to tell on the ref? Oh, DeBrus just need me. Like that's just not the way the game works. So. But do you go after a guy like DeBrus, like you mentioned? No, you don't. You that's been the past. You got to look forward, uh, look look into game three and get better. You can't be going after guys like I said earlier in the show. You go next season, like if you're Kadri, you got to have some composure. Get them next season when the games aren't as important. But um, yeah, it definitely is a weird time when the league steps in and talks to you about calming down in playoffs. Yeah, I've heard. I've, I mean, I've heard. And they actually addressed the whole team in the in the yeah we had room. a full meeting about it before like game four who five. who who was with the league well they tell your coaches oh, and then okay. the coach just relays the message yeah so it's been interesting guys tone it down Gary Batman comes in Gary's in there Gary hey Gary escrow yeah um so we're agreed if uh, if William Nylander does move into center the center position to take Kadri's place today. Tyler Ennis is the guy who comes in. Yeah, he's a guy that can slide up and down the lineup, and I I feel really bad for the guy because he's done everything that's asked of him. You know, he, he's he's taken a haircut in the salary. He's been in and out of the lineup. He scored a hat trick. He's one of the few guys to have a hat trick this year, and he's making the most of what little minutes he's getting. So he's a guy now that could sort of be a dark horse and an unsung hero now because you know he knows that if he doesn't have a great game. You know, he might be coming back into the press box. So uh, look for him to, you know, obviously probably slot in the fourth line and bring that energy. And he's a smaller guy, but he plays heavy. Uh, he gets to the net. He scores those dirty goals. Play with energy. Play with energy. Yep. So what's energy? What do you mean? What do you mean? You said they shouldn't hit and you should just back up. Energy, sticks in lanes, turning pucks over. Yeah, that will get guys fired up. Oh, man. Well, we'll <laughs> What do I know exactly? What, what do I know? Look at that stick <laughs> check. Look at <laughs> that stick check. Let's go, boys. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> that's that a great check check there, Ennis. There's that's an underrated play. The stick wow, check. Wow, you just uh, you just stick check. You too. Okay, real you, hard you, were, there. you were you were the great you were the great seer. You're the great predictor. This April fourth. Give your head a shake. Ten thirty-seven a.m. What happens Tampa tonight? Tampa Bay is not uh, not coming uh, out of the first round. I was that me quoting something. Is that me quoting uh, Columbus winning? But um, what happens? Look tonight? for uh, Boston to come out, run around, and get a lot of penalties, and look for the power play to be their toughness, and look for the Leafs to win three one tonight. Three one, Sean. Yep, Boston's going to run around. Leafs are going to tell on the Boston Bruins to the ref, and then they're going to get lots of power plays, like you said, and then they'll win three one. Yeah, new NHL. Welcome to it. Yeah, I I think there's going to be more goals. I think it's going to be four three. Five four. I think there's going to be more goals tonight. It's kind of. Do you remember game one? How the first ten minutes almost like a chess match, where you're sort of sitting back, and then all of a sudden it opened up. I think it's going to be more of that chess match where someone's waiting for something to happen, and I think it's going to be a power play for the Leafs. Big goal. Who throws a big hit for the Leafs right out of the gate? We got 20 seconds. Anybody? I'm going with. I like Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley. Going out to him. Morgan Riley throws a big hit. Nylander. Muzzin. Ah no. Look for Kapanen. Kapanen's going to the net. Yeah. 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 There you go. Uh, For Anthony Stewart and Sean Mathias, I'm Jeff Blair. Thanks for joining us on the Leafs Morning Skate.